Welcome to the Ask the Experts podcast. Here's Karen Bhatia. I am Karen Bhatia, lucky enough to be joined by Pete Murray. He's the CEO and board member at Professional Fighters League, PFL. Pete, how are you doing today? All right, Karen. How are you? Doing well. So I wanted to talk to you about all the great initiatives at PFL and, and all the great work you're doing. You are the chief executive officer. You're a board member. So how would you describe your day-to-day at PFL? Uh, day, every day is different, uh, number one. Uh, and uh, I have a, an incredible team uh, you know, at the PFL. We're, we have credibility and expertise in MMA, but equally important, uh, we have broad expertise in broader sports, media, entertainment, and technology. Uh, so any given day, you know, we're focused on executing our current plan. So we're in the 2021 season right now. We just wrapped up a very successful uh, playoffs uh, where, uh, you know, we continue to grow our audience uh, around the world. We're very happy with the results. And uh, so at any given day, we're focused on execution of our live events. Uh, and then as we look ahead at next year, 2022 planning, um, you know, we have our championship. Uh, October 27th, where we got six world title fights in one night, uh, as well as some other exciting fights, including Clarissa Shields' uh, second ever MMA bout. So, you know, the team's focused on uh, all the event logistics, uh, the marketing uh, of the upcoming championship, uh, content uh, leading up to, uh, you know, our year-end spectacle. And then right now, as I said, you know, we're doing a lot of planning. Uh, for next year. We're going, we're going to have an expanded uh, content schedule. We're launching in 22 pay-per-view. We're launching in 22 a new emerging talent competition series called the PFL Challenger Series. So uh, we'll have a, a real year-round uh, calendar of live events next year. Uh, we're going to double down on it as we continue to grow. So very exciting. But any given day, we're, we're really focused on the execution and the product, from signing new fighters uh, to promoting the, the the upcoming events. Absolutely, and I'm sure live events have uh, been such a challenge, especially in the last year. I mean, it's things that you probably thought uh, you would never ever have to think about in terms of crowds and, and safety protocols. And I want to talk to you about that. But before we get into that, I wanted to ask you about. I feel like, and, and I'm sure many others do as well, the big differentiator with PFL is, of course, the playoff structure, right? This is, this is groundbreaking. This hap- hasn't happened in mixed martial arts before. We have playoffs. We have championships. We have a regular season. We have a million-dollar championship prize. How did that idea even come together, um, and then how were you able to implement that into MMA? Sure. I mean, great question. When we launched uh, the PFL in 2018, I mean, our, our- – business thesis then and and remains uh, the same today. There's more room for more than one leader in the sport of MMA. You know, it's the fastest growing sport in the world. Uh, There are 550 million plus and growing fans. Uh, It's the youngest uh, fan base of all major sports. Uh, Half of the fan base not watching stick and ball sport. And so we assessed the market and uh, very quickly we came to there's, there's more room for more than one leader. But but to be successful, you know, our vision uh, is you, know, you got to create a, a premium product, an innovative product, but a differentiated product. There's a lot of copycat product uh, around the world, frankly, regional that's not scalable. Uh, so we really leaned in on the product 
and uh, differentiation. And the differentiators are really, really pretty straightforward. Number one, our format, uh, as you put it, it's true sports season format. We're the only organization in the world to present the sport with a regular season playoff and a championship. Fighters actually earn their way uh, to the postseason. It's, it's built on meritocracy, no different than other sports. From the NFL to the NBA to the EPL, those, those are team sports. Uh, it, it applies to this model. And, you know, we're solving for something for the fighters. They're looking for alternatives. You know, the top fighters in the world, uh, we, we, you know, we have at the PFL. And, uh, but I would tell you, we listened to them before we launched the league. And they were frustrated on their inability to manage their career. And uh, any athlete, not just MMA fighters, you know, want three things, basically. Uh, you know, number one, they want to they compete against top competition. Well, the PFL, we have that. You know, two, they want to fight on the largest possible stage. With the PFL, we have that. We're global. We distribute our product to 160 countries. And three, they want a transparent opportunity to become champion. But I will tell you, in MMA, we're the only organization that provides fighters that transparent opportunity. In many other organizations, fighters couldn't tell you what they need to do to become champion and uh, very difficult to manage their career. And at the PFL, you know, fighters know who they're fighting, when they're fighting and what they're fighting for. So a big differentiator, like number one, the format and again, the opportunity that provides fighters. And then two, technology. You know, before the PFL launched in 2018, there was zero innovation in MMA. You know, we, we, we come from, you know, we have, you know, within our ownership group, within our management team, we, we, we have, you know, expertise in MMA, but again, broader expertise outside of MMA. And we look at sports and how other sports are presenting itself and and presenting the product to fans. Um, and there's so much low-hanging fruit in MMA. And so we started with our, our cage is trademarked the smart cage. We have proprietary technology that integrates fighter data, fight analytics, real time, and every PFL broadcast and, 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 and streaming event. You know, everything from punch speed to kick speed. We'll be rolling out biometric data heart rate, calories burned, real time in a live fight. And that puts context uh, on, on the fighters, on the action. It, it's valuable data, provides an, an a more immersive experience. So technology is a big part of it and how we present. And the third differentiator is storytelling. And so I started my career at NFL Films. You, know, you talked about, you know, Kieran HBO and, and your history there. I was part of the team that Help create and launch the, the very first ever Hard Knocks. And fans want access. And, and so we provide fans access in our live events like no other. Um, we, we launched just this season a new technology, camera technology, uh, that we call the Ghost Cam. It makes the cage disappear and you get a point of view horizontally right into the cage. We also... Um, you know, for the last three years, and we've been perfecting it, but three years ago, we launched the ref cam. Fans have an opportunity to actually see what the ref sees. And so, um, you know, we're really elevating the production value and all that storytelling. 
and then ultimately connecting fans to our fighters and, and, and through storytelling, you know, their emotional journeys, their physical journeys. Uh, it really is a year round process. And so, um, you know, that's, that's the formula for the PFL. Uh, that's what's propelling our growth, our, our top management team, combined with those three key differentiators, if that's helpful. Absolutely. I've said for a long time, uh, being a referee in combat sports is a very difficult job. And I think technology like RefCam really gives you that unique POV. And you have to realize that these people have to make split second decisions that are going to affect people's lives and their careers. And when you get in there and you see what they're looking at, it just changes the uh, the whole perspective. And in terms of the structure uh, and the transparency, I personally think that's huge because if you look at boxing, there's so many different organizations. They all have different mandatory challenges challengers, different subjective rankings. And there's also so many politics at play that there isn't always a straight road to becoming world champion, especially in boxing. Um, and the fact that you have a structure there, I, I think is great. Let me ask you this though. Uh, for ex- boxing, for example, has tried doing tournament formats. They tried uh, Showtime boxing, tried that with the super six. Other people have tried that one big roadblock. A lot of people run into is the injuries that fighters sustain. And that takes them out for you know months at a time. Of course, I'm sure that's become even more difficult uh, with COVID and everything going on uh, with that. So how do you navigate in terms of the fighters being able to uh, compete when they need to compete? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, and we built it into our schedule. So, in, you know, every fighter in the regular season of the PFL gets guaranteed two regular season events. They're spaced out, uh, you know, over 30 days, uh, 40 days. Uh, so it gives them optimal time to, you know, repair, if you will you know, from that first fight and prepare for the next fight. We also eliminated elbows and we eliminated elbows. You know, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, it's a weapon in the fighter's arsenal, but uh, causes a lot of lacerations. And so in those lacerations with state commissions could, uh, you know, put the, put the fighter on a sideline for 60 days. So, you know, that, that was the second step that we put in place. And uh, I will tell you, we've got a great track record at keeping, you know, significant, significant majority. There may be one or two exceptions, you know, uh, w- within the league, you know, their first, second events and, and into the playoffs. So it's, it's really a matter of scheduling and some of those rule tweaks. And in terms of the, the current MMA landscape, there's, there's a lot of big players in this space. Of course, UFC, of course, Bellator, many others. I'm just curious as how you view your competition. You mentioned all of the things that PFL does to differentiate themselves. And there's definitely a lot. There's the structure, the technology, and everything else you mentioned. Um, when you look at the competitors, do you think of them as peers in the same space? Do you think of yourself as having a different product? How, how do you view the landscape? Well, it's absolutely a different product. You know, number one, it's it's premium, innovative, as I said, and, and differentiated. There's, there's nothing like it. And, you know, the one thing we go back to is, is the consumer fans. You know, these fans are underserved and they want access to more quality premium MMA. And the PFL, we provide that, you know, uh, and uh, it's it's a unique experience and I'm not asking a UFC fan to choose the UFC over the PFL. We're, 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 we, we cater, if you will, supply content to the same fan base and serve it up on a different night of the week with a complimentary product. So, you know, that's really what's driving, you know, we play a role alongside UFC on ESPN here in the U.S. to grow the sport. 
And that's what we're doing as we grow the league. And, and candidly, you know, we're the number two in the, wor- in the world today alongside UFC based on all metrics um, as it relates to audience, as it relates to distribution, 160 countries, uh, top quality fighters, number of events, quality of production and presentation. Uh, so we're a clear number two. Uh, we're not satisfied with that. We're still very competitive in how we present the sport and grow the league. Uh, and we're certainly poised to be the, the co-leader. And what's exciting is MMA is the growth sport of this decade. Um, it, you know, other leagues have been around 100 years, 75 plus years. You know, they are managing massive fan bases, but they're aging fan bases and they're eroding fan bases. MMA, growth sport. And so, you know, that's the trend that we like and, you know, we're playing a role in, in, in growing it. Certainly is a, a growth sport. Um, when you look at the, the other entities that, that, that we mentioned, within your umbrella of PFL, we, we are able to get the best fighting the best. Um, that has been difficult in, in other ways. But in terms of crossover matchups, do you think there would be crossovers possible with other organizations like Bellator, like UFC, with PFL? I mean, we're, we, we've, you know, listen, the fight that we want is Cyborg, uh, you know, versus uh, Kayla Harrison, our champion in women's 155. I mean, Kayla, she, she's a star in the sport. Uh, she's a PFL uh, champion. Uh, she's in the upcoming championship. And, uh, you know, we think she's the best in the world. And uh, she's such a dynamic fighter. So fans want to see that fight. And uh, we'd like to make it happen. And, you know, uh, we're, we're determined to make it happen one way or the other. But sure, we're, we're open to cross-promotional fights. Uh, Kayla Harrison, absolutely dominating. I think after her last fight, she called out uh, Israel Adesanya, which, uh, you know, hey, that might even be a fair matchup. But that leads me to my next question. Um, in terms of you've had equal representation, uh, you've had gender equality. The million-dollar prize uh, is for both men and women. Do, do you feel like a pioneer in, in, in that way? Yeah, I mean, we get asked this question all the time, and it's kind of mind-blowing. Uh, of course, you know, that our, our women's uh, weight division and the athletes that, that compete for the PFL within that weight class should be treated the same way as, as the men's as it relates to that overall opportunity of a million-dollar purse. No question. It was never a question in our minds. And um, in, in terms of being at the forefront, we're, we're happy to push that agenda for, you know, uh, you know equality, if you will, um, uh, to uh, help level the playing field for, um, you, you know, uh, women in this sport and other sports. Um, you know, uh, Clarissa Shields, uh, we're excited that Clarissa is fighting under the PFL banner. Uh, she had a successful debut, greatest woman of all time in boxing, you know, two Olympic gold medals, uh, over three belts. Uh, as, as a pro and she wants, you know, her goal is to be a two sport champion. And so um, her debut, she showed us a lot of heart, a lot of composure and she finished, uh, you know, she still has a long road to further develop in this sport, but it's exciting to watch and she's determined and she is very, very outspoken, you know, for, you know, that, the, that equality um, issue. And, um, you know, so we support Kayla, we support Clarissa, all, all of the women athletes within the PFL. And, and just going back to it, it was never a question for us. 
one one thing that's great about mixed martial arts is there's fighters from around the world. It's truly a global sport, and and you've been able to market and cater to uh, the global audience. Originally, PFL was on Facebook and NBCSN. Uh, it shifted, of course, to ESPN. Um, how would you describe your your partnership with ESPN? Oh, ESPN is a great partner. I mean, they they worldwide leader in sports dominant here in the U.S., cross-platform, you know, 24-7, again, multiple platforms, linear and direct-to-consumer with ESPN+. And, uh, you know, ESPN leaned in on the sport. They recognize it's a growth sport. They recognize this consumer base, this fan base is underserved. And, and you know, their goal is to be the destination, you know, for MMA. And they've built that. And so we're, we're proud to be partnered with ESPN. The relationship couldn't be better. Our ratings are, are up significantly this regular season and our in our in our playoffs. Uh, so you know I think they've done great things for the sport uh, in a short amount of time, and uh, it, it's real privilege to be partnered with ESPN. Absolutely. And and before I let you go, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your journey and, and your experience. Um, you, you mentioned some of it as we were speaking. You you spent time at the NFL uh, handling content. You were at WME, um, Under Armour and elsewhere. So you have a very varied background. Um, and, and I'm sure that, that you think of that as an advantage because it wasn't like you were stuck in combat sports only thinking about things in one way. I'm sure that helps you think outside the box and innovate, but I'd love to, to hear about that uh, from your own words. How, how has your varied uh, experience helped you uh, with your work in PFL? Yeah, I mean, I've been in sports for 25 years and, you know, building major brands and commercial platforms and, and growing, you know, sports properties and leagues and even, uh, you know, athlete personalities, if you will. Um, and, I, I, you know, every, every role that I've had that, that led you know, or prior to launching the PFL really led me to the PFL. And, you know, my passion for sports, my passion, uh, you, you know, to build disruptive brands and companies um, and to do it in a space of, you know, the fastest growing sport in the world, an opportunity to build a league from the ground up and with an incredible ownership group. I mean, we have owners from the NBA, the NHL, Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball um, and other, you know, media, sports and, and tech investors. And as I mentioned, my team and in terms of building out the team in the league, um, it, it's it's been really, really a fun ride. It's been exciting. A lot of hard work. You know, it, it's not like we're leveraging a pre-existing brand and fan base and offerings and and, and maintaining. We're, we're in growth mode. We're in build mode. And you know, I've always been a, uh, a, a, a challenger. I got a healthy chip on my shoulder as an underdog. So, uh, you know, that's what really fuels us. You mentioned all the hard work, and I wanted to ask you about that just on a personal level uh, for yourself. Uh, you, you've had uh, you know, a lot of success in your career in sports, in entertainment. I'm just curious about your personal drive. And, and also, if you have any tips on, on to anyone listening about your process um are you are you an early riser do you do time blocking how do you stay productive how do you how do you be successful well you know it may sound cliche but if you love what you do it's not work and so i i'm really fortunate that uh every role that i've had it really hasn't felt like work and so number one you got to be passionate and so i'm certainly passionate about you know sports and what we're building at the pfl 
So it's really not work. And it's certainly 24 seven. And, um, you know, but since it's not work, you know, I'd, I'd certainly like more hours in the day. Uh, but, you know, in the end, you, you really need to, as an entrepreneur, you need to stay focused and, you know, focus on the priorities, our vision, our priorities uh, that uh, are locked in place as a team um, to, to grow the business and, 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 and grow the league. Uh, so, you know, it's a super creative environment that we work in and uh, it's a disruptive time, not just as a, a disruptive company, but in the media landscape. And that's what makes it fun. You know, you go the ability to go direct to consumer on our own OTT platform, uh, PFL Fight Central, to work with partners like ESPN and ESPN Plus to deliver that experience on that platform, as well as linear. Uh, I just think it's, uh, it's a super disruptive time in the media landscape, sports, entertainment, and we're at the epicenter uh, of it all and, and, and driving innovation. Absolutely. And that leads me to my final question, just to just to close it out here uh, in terms of the future for PFL. Um, how would you describe what your ideal outcome would be for the next few years or even next few decades? Um, I'm, I'm sure you mentioned uh, pay-per-views coming up uh, next year. I'm sure you guys are going to keep pushing the innovation and technology. You've certainly been uh, a leader in this space. Um, what, what would be your way of describing the future for PFL? Yeah, I think the future's bright. As you touched on, we're going to expand the number of live event offerings. Uh, we'll continue to elevate our roster uh, in our league season events, uh, number one, uh, as well as number of events. We'll launch pay-per-view. We'll launch the Emerging Talent Series. We're actually going to be launching a, uh, an MMA combine, uh, which has never been executed the way we will, um, we will execute it in 2020. Uh, and international expansion is a huge focus come next season. I mean, today we distribute to 160 countries. We have athletes from uh, 22 countries represented on our roster, and um, we're, we're going to expand that. Uh, we'll start staging events outside the U.S. in 2022, uh, including our world championship. Um, I'm excited about some upcoming announcements tied to that property. And, uh, you know, our vision of the sport, there will be in-region competition, pan-regional competition. Um, and as this sport uh, evolves and, and how the PFL focuses on growing the sport and the league, and, and it really is region by region. The future is, is certainly bright. Pete Murray, I want to thank you so much for your time and, and best of luck with everything with the PFL. We'll certainly be watching. Thanks, Kieran. Really, thanks for having me and uh, hope to see you uh, around New York City sometime soon. And that brings us to the end. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you to my guests. If you want to follow us, uh, you can follow at A-T-E underscore podcast. That's on Instagram. And Twitter. If you want to follow my personal channels, it's at C U R R A N B H A T I A on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Karan Bhatia at on Instagram and Twitter. Please subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Karan Bhatia. Uh, please check out uh, our show on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Give us a five star review. If you want to email the show, it's askthexpertspod at gmail.com. 
I am Karan Bhatia, and this was Ask the Experts. Thank you for listening to Ask the Experts with Karan Bhatia.